no more and there's no drugs that help me. There's no antidepressants that's helping me with this. Hey everybody, happy Thursday. Welcome to episode 47 of Is This Thing Working? Hey, that was Roseanne. And and that's from a uh, a video from a tweet that she had from the other day from uh, Tuesday. And it's a longer video, but I just had to cut that part right there because I'm like, man, that sentence right there, just that one little part says everything we need to know. Things are crazy, and they just ain't enough antidepressants for all of us to go around, <laughs> man. <laughs> I got to deal with this without that stuff, man. This is getting rough. Oh. Yeah, it is rough, and thank, thank goodness we have Roseanne to tell us all about it. <laughs> You I know mean, Roseanne's she, gonna tell you. She she'll come out and say what everybody else is thinking. She says what's on her mind. Much respect for Roseanne. I love Roseanne. You know, and sometimes it is it is better to yell and get things off your chest than to sit there and hold all of this craziness that's going on in this world today in. Well, at least be honest and real about it. Yep, be honest and real. I mean, because so much is happening all at one time. Yeah. Now it's twenty twenty four. We said in the beginning that this was going to get wild the closer it gets to election time. The thing is, man, just like doing this on a daily basis, man, we can sit here the evening before and look at everything and go, okay, man, this is what we're going to do in the morning. We're going to, you know, tomorrow afternoon, we're going to do this. This is our show. This is going to be solid. And God dog, by the next day, man, that's on the back burner. Yes, it's it's, all changed around. Man, it's moving quick. You know, for example, Things to be looking for just today. Yep. Just today on this Thursday, February 7th, 8th. February 8th. <laughs> Sorry about that. See it how is, fast things are moving? Man, I'm telling you. Because today is Nevada Caucus Day. Go caucus for President Trump in Nevada. Alrighty, you need to be a registered Republican in Nevada to pr- participate in the caucus the caucus. <laughs> I bet the Democrat Party is just cringing when you said that. They're I like, know. Oh, They're man. like, oh, man, we, we can't go cheat. The, yeah, we got to follow the rules this time. <laughs> Damn. That's why we love caucusing. The caucus is from 5 to 7.30, and you have to stay for the entire meeting. Or you can cast a secret ballot and then leave. Get out and vote for President Donald Trump today. To find your caucus location, you can visit NevadaCaucus.gop. Yeah, and all you got to do is go to NevadaCaucus.gop, put fill out all your information, your first name, last name, your address, your email, and then just click the button, find my location, and it should help you out. There you go. So, good luck in Nevada today. Yep. We're, we're pulling for you. We know you can do it. Pull it out. Of course, we, we all know President Trump's winning Nevada. <laughs> we're not telling you who to vote for, though. No. Don't, don't believe that. We, we will not hide who we support and that is president trump but i'm never going to tell you who to vote for all our job is to tell you that it's there today the caucus in nevada if you're a registered republican in nevada go vote and vote go your conscience. Be a part. go vote your conscience mm-hmm. that's all we're asking you to do we'll that's tell it. you but we will tell you who we vote for we're not going to pull no punches with that no yeah and today the person that we would be voting for or would be if we were from nevada <laughs> would be President Trump, and just so happens that President Trump is his case is today in front of the Supreme Court, and they're going to be deciding whether he'll be removed from the ballot in the states that are that are interfering in the presidential election. Yeah, 
You know, that would be Colorado and about a dozen other ones, even Texas. Is they trying to they get him off. The, they have yes, cases. Here. They have cases to get him off the ballot. What do you? So this is very, very important because this case will set precedent for all the other cases in the in the country. So and, this one is the one we're looking at. Yeah, and we were listening to a little bit of it this morning when it first started. We kind of heard, uh, what's his name, Trump, President Trump's lawyer, um, Jonathan Mitchell. Jonathan Mitchell. Is, he's arguing. Um, oral arguments are happening now in front of the justices. Yeah. And we listened to some of that this morning with him arguing with uh, Justice Sotomayor, Sotomayor, uh, Kagan, and then even a little bit with with Justice Barrett. And and then we we, uh, came on when Justice Roberts was talking. So they're all doing the oral arguments right now. And I just have to say, out of all of them, Sotomayor is the stupidest. (laughs) What did Poso say about her? That's what she said. That's what he said. She's just, her arguments are stupid. So also today, too, will also be the day that the New York City Judge Ezeron could come down with the verdict and the huge fine for President Trump in the in the real estate case that he has going yes, on. That's the, a big thing going on, too. That is a big thing going on. They're just trying to strip him of his companies and take all of his money. Yeah. Because they don't want him to have any... See, it's he all has in. money himself to run for president. He did it the last time. He'll in do it again. He did it in 2016. He used his own money. You know, so they hate that. He has the money not to be bought. So let's just keep our eye on this one today. It might not come out because there's so much, but it could because there is so much going on. This is how they like to do it. They like to pile it on. And they are today. Look at what he's got going on today. He's got this trial going on. He's got the Supreme Court hearing going on. It's all election interference. He has a get out the vote rally this Saturday at 2 p.m. at Coastal Carolina University. And you can get tickets for the event at events.donaldtrump.com. So everybody in South Carolina, go and have a good time with President Trump. But this is how busy this fella is. Yeah. I mean, he has got stuff going on all the time. And I can tell you, if if you've never been to a Trump rally, go to one. You'll have a great time. Yeah, you'll feel like you just walked into home. Great everybody. It is a great atmosphere. It's fun. You know, everybody's happy and glad to be together. You're all one happy family. So I really I really love going to one of his Trumps. So y'all have a good time today. I'm kind of jealous. Wish I was there. But the next thing on our agenda today is to update you on the Republican National Committee and what's going on with that. Ronna McDaniel, after our show yesterday, Ronna McDaniels sends out a mass email that um, Charlie Kirk had posted on x and i'm gonna read a little bit she sent out an email denying reports that she's agreed to step down and here you go here's the email members with a new cycle full of palace intrigue and speculation surrounding all of us i want to take the time to reassure all of you that i am still hard at work as a rnc chairwoman and building a machine that will elect republicans up and down the ballot in november I am currently on the road fundraising. We're staffing up with staff on the ground in 15 states. The team is busy making phone calls and knocking doors to get out the vote for Mozzie Pilip, P-I-L-I-P, in New York 3rd, with early voting open and the special election on February 13th. We have more lawsuits on the horizon, but we're currently engaged in 77 election lawsuits across 23 states many of which will have major 
ramifications across the country. Now, she's been saying this 77 election lawsuits across the states for three years now. Right. Just saying, just saying that out there. Shouldn't any of them just be finished by now? No, because Elias has them held up. The Democrat lawyers are way more effective. Just saying. And then she goes on to say, day in and day out, we continue to hold Joe Biden and Democrats' feet to the fire for their continued assaults on our freedoms and failures on everything from the border crisis, Bidenomics, and skyrocketing crime. Let me let me stop you right there. That's a big lie right there because the only people that's been hold trying to hold anybody's feet to the fire for their continued assaults on our freedoms and failure on everything from the border crisis, Bidenomic, and skyrocketing crime. The only people that's been holding your feet to the fire on it, the Democrats' feet to the fire, have been the America First agenda people. We're the only people that are fighting. Yes. It seems like the Uniparty's not fighting with us. The Rhinos, the Republicans are not fighting with us. She's never fought with us. This never. Is, this never is, have I heard her um, post, call your senators now. No. Like this, this Steve is, Bannon, this Grace, is why she and never, everybody else. This is why she's 0-5. That's exactly it's because right. Because everybody knows that she doesn't fight for us. She fights for the establishment. She fights for the Uniparty. Agreed. You know... I heard the night before Jesse Waters, he done a segment on her and her stepping down. This would come out, this set out there and marinated for almost 48 hours before she Mm -hmm. even comes out to say this. And this is what she says. Yes. Yeah. And she continues on. She says, myself and my staff are refusing to be distracted by the outside noise and remain committed to our mission. Rumors to the contrary are simply not true. Nothing has changed, and there will not be any changes decided on until after South Carolina when we may have our eventual nominee. I want to thank you for your outpouring messages of support. I am proud of this committee and our work together over the past several cycles. I know you all are working diligently in your states alongside state, local, and grassroots leaders towards victories this fall. She's the Nikki Haley of the (laughs) RNC chairwoman position, man. Yeah. Look at her. Because just like what she says right here, nothing has changed and there will be not there will not be any changes decided until after South Carolina when we may have our eventual nominee. Come on, man. We already have it. <laughs> he was called after it won the the Iowa caucus. And yes. we all knew that going into the Iowa caucus. He's fifty points ahead of anybody. Yeah. Stop it, Rana. Stop, stop. it. Stop. I, I agree. I agree. So we're going to stop that right there. She's almost finished. But what I found so funny about this is she comes out with this letter. But then all of a sudden, there are people vying for her job. Like this guy, Drew McKissick, is already on calls and in talks with members about seeking the party top spot in Ron, if Ronna McDaniel resigns. Hmm. Right. You mean... If she resigns, so I thought it was already going to happen. And and the one under her, Michael Watley, has already been named as being the one. He he's already out the door. Yeah, you know? I mean because is is he the one that resigned? Yeah, but she's saying at the bottom of this letter, if you have any questions, feel free to contact me or Mike. Mm-hmm. You know, no, why? You yeah. know, and here's my thing with Ronna, and and I hope that. That, that after South Carolina, I hope that this shows her, we don't want you around anymore. Go away. Now, we already have an RNC, and that's TPUSA. 
pretty much. Yes. So this RNC, you, you think you think you know this is what I think is is going on. I'm just going to say this real quick. Ronald McDaniel is not making any money. They're not getting the grassroots support at all because we have been a part of telling people the to, movement. Yeah, the, the grassroots movement did not send money to the RNC. So guess what? They're saying, well, we're just going to say Ronald McDaniel is leaving because I we also talked about yesterday is how Rana would still be there but in the background you, so they keep talking about well she's gonna leave maybe the grassroots start sending us money now maybe so maybe that's a that that's a good theory yeah that's that's a good angle on it yeah maybe so that is don't true. send them money if Rana McDaniels <laughs> is anywhere inside the RNC do not send a penny yeah because that means she's still running it doesn't matter if if uh, they say Drew McKissick is in charge, Ronald McDaniel will still be there telling him what to do. The exact same thing that's going on in our House of Representatives um, right now. The elders are telling the Speaker of the House how to run the, the House. I kind it's of, the same thing. Yeah. I, I Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like shadow. Well, we'll just put this person in charge and just... You know, well, through the people that you know, and they won't know. That's, that's that they're their dumb. Game. That's they're their stupid. That's their game, and they've done it forever. You know, they've been doing this forever. Well, we're getting a little tired of it. Sure, we are. We see you. We see you. Moving right along, and you know that we can't do a show without talking about the border. Man, that's still a big issue. Don't let them put it on the back burner. No, we got to keep it front and center. I think if anything, and we always hear Bannon talk about signal and noise, border is signal. Keep it out there. Keep it in the front, man. We lose our border. We lose our country regardless of the politics. Yes, we do. And that, and, and they're using politics for the border. There's already rumors coming out they're going to do a test vote today in the Senate to see how it goes. They're already coming out with so many different you know things to throw at you so you can be like oh we gotta have the border but it's all politics yeah and and the biggest politics in it man just like this was a tweet from charlie kirk last night this is what he said he said the biden's don't pass their amnesty bill they will release even more migrants into flash deportations down from their already minimal levels given that a handful of dangerous criminals are pretty much the only people actually deported at this point this is essentially a threat to release gangsters and killers back onto the streets of America unless the GOP does as it's told. Don't listen to any lies about funding. The Biden administration has all the resources and all the power it needs to secure the border. It just doesn't want to. This is political terrorism against the American people. This is exactly what it is, Charlie. It's political terrorism. It's basically mafia gangster bullying tactics we're gonna hold you hostage you don't give us what we want we're just gonna keep sending in terrorists we're just gonna keep sending in people that want to overthrow your country this is what we got going on well you know what i heard we did a clip of joe biden coming out and actually saying if you don't do what we don't this is for example if we elect president trump then there will be heck to pay. This is kind of the same thing. If we don't do what they say, the American people are going to pay for it. So why should we do what they say? 
Exactly. If they're threatening us already. If I have been threatening us for three years by doing this open border thing, that's what they are doing because we don't want their laws or them to be in office because you know they're not supposed to be there, right? <laughs> you know, they they take it out on the American people. Yep, we're tired of it. We're they're sick commies. of it completely. Yeah, but press secretary Corrine, say her name. Yeah, Jean-Pierre. Jean-Pierre told reporters that because Republicans have not passed a bipartisan bipartisan border security agreement with funding for Israel and Ukraine, the administration is left with no choice but to pull back from the border. What kind of shit is that? Yeah, because this is what she said in quotes. Because congressional Republicans are choosing partisan politics over national security and refusing to pass a bipartisan national security agreement that includes significant significant border reforms and funding over the coming weeks. ICE will be forced to reduce operations because of budget shortfalls. You know what my retort would be for that? My retort would be, well, because congressional Republicans are choosing partisan politics over our national security and our Democrats are also doing the same, then the only answer to all of this is we would be forced to shut down the government Reduce our operations because of budget shortfalls. That's it. Shut the border down. Shut the border down. Well, Shut you the know, government down. You know what's fixing to happen. Okay, they're, they, they have today and tomorrow, I do believe, and then they're going to be gone for 10 days. So guess what? Nothing. That's why they're trying yeah, to shove them done. all in here. And then we have the money thing coming up March 1st. We're supposed to, they're going to do another CR and, and try to force some border bill like HR2 or something in there. And once again, they're not going to close the border and they're not going to shut down the government. They're going to do none of the things that people want. We want you to shut down the government. If you can't if shut you, down the border. That's right. That's our next, our next push. Yep. Lock the gates. Shut the border down. As they say in football, when it's fourth down, you need to punt. That's it. Yeah. Oh, this secretary or whatever. We have asked Congress for additional funding and resources, and every time Congress has provided less than we asked for or most recently completely ignored our supplemental request. You people have enough money to do what you need to do. You're gaslighting the people. You don't need any more money. You don't it's need It's all anything. about money. Yep. Money, money, money. All the Tax money. Tax money and everything. And that, talking about money, leads well, us to another, what the Congressional Budget Office says yeah, about the, this border bill. Yeah, and, and this was the most interesting part that I've seen. Simon Atiba, who is also a White House press correspondent, he posts this on Twitter. This was yesterday. And and he always does this. Simon Simon puts out some real good content. And, and he always asks our opinion. It's pretty cool. And, and he asks this. He goes, your reaction. A report just in from the Congressional Budget Office says that increased immigration to the United States will boost the U.S. economy by $7 trillion and increase federal aven- revenues by $1 trillion and claims that immigrants harm the economy are false. <laughs> Note, the report says that by... 2033, the labor force will grow by 5.2 million people, enhancing economic output and tax revenue. Note, also, Democratic congressional woman 
AOC and her Democratic colleagues say that it is a validation of the positive impact of immigrants in the United States of America. What's your reaction? That's bull. Every bit of that is bull. Okay. Every look, look what it says: enhancing economic output and tax revenue, which is all they care about is their money. Okay, and, and our money. But how much does it cost us right. to do it? And and the report says that by twenty thirty three, the labor force will grow by five point two million people. My question is, what are those five point two million people going to do? Because you haven't created jobs. No. You haven't got domestic investment in business. You don't have a group of people willing to to come out and and create new business. You don't have manufacturing here. You don't have anything of value to offer. What are these 5.2 million people going to do? Well, it looks like to me that they're going to get fed, clothed, and educated here in America. Yeah. And we're going to pay for it. So to me, it seems like we're paying for them to come here. And when they talk about 5.2 million more yeah. people here, they let them in already. Those people are are here already. We've grown by that much. Yeah, she gave the pro side of that, saying that the report says that by 2033, the labor force will grow by 5.2, and it will be enhancing economic output and tax revenue. Okay, that's great and fine and dandy if you have 5.2 million jobs, but you don't. No. All that's going to do, and we all know this, that extra population is going to put a strain on our resources. Yeah, well, I mean, I was just reading it, right here what what no one's really looking at is that by 2025, America is going off a fiscal cliff, and we will be $5 trillion in debt already why by sure. 2025. Why sure? And and that's where I don't understand this, this argument about economic output and tax mm-hmm. revenue. Exactly. Because... Like I said, if you have a strain on your resources, then that means, okay, if I'm going to come out here and build houses, and now all of a sudden you've increased the population by 5.2 million people, we don't have enough supply of lumber nails and building material here in the States to do all of this work, but yet I don't see another lumber mill coming up. I don't see another building products manufacturing plant coming up. I don't see another hardware store opening up i don't no. see any of that no no growth there there is except no growth. For, except for you're like um these big corporations you know that they're you know they're taking big corporations and companies out of these blue cities that they can't be in anymore because of all the crime and they're putting them everywhere in in conservative places because these people are spending money so I, you know i don't get it it's a double-edged sword you know, this population growth. And we have an article here that gives the pros and cons of population growth. So we want to go through just a couple of a couple of things right here. It brings economic benefits and innovation, enhancing cultural diversity and social enrichment. (laughs) However, it also strains natural resources, leading to environmental degradation degradation social issues and inequality and also exacerbated i'm having a hard time reading today for some reason so y'all just bear with me in this article we explore pros and cons of population growth by examining the challenges and potential solutions we hope to shed light on the complex issue inspire informed discussions about its impact on our world and so that yeah that was her her lead-in that was the lead-in her blog this is on a blog called absalon yes 
it, it does population does stimulate a nation's economy increase increases demands for goods and services and creates job opportunities and expands the customer base for businesses that's all it does in my book well it creates the environment for it but does it create the confidence of investors to invest in manufacturing here does does that give them confidence yes i mean because they say that you know a larger workforce and population lead to innovation you know but if these people are coming from these third world countries over here you know used to this is the people that we wanted over here was people that had technological advancements and innovation and were able to develop new products and services but these people that are coming over here now that's not who is coming over here they have no interest in bettering our country no that's the that's the point you know that's been the point all along it's not that we don't want people ever to come over into our country but what we have coming into our country is not same with the plum grove community same with the colony down there you know and, and we've talked to a lady the other day at the Greg Abbott meet and greet with Joanne Schaffner. We talked to a lady there um, that talked about that too. She's not that far from there. And there's really no infrastructure being built there. You know, they've got, they don't have any, any schools. They tried to vote in schools in Cleveland, like four schools, and they voted it down. And, and, and as they should. Yes. As they should. But they're not setting up any, any infrastructure. They're not putting any utilities in over there. They're not doing any of these things. And just like she confirmed pretty much what we've talked about in the past, that they're putting these people there and they're trying to colonize them in these places and they're selling them these places at these really ridiculous rates. And there's no way for these people to pay for them. But my point is... say that they were getting like 14% right. interest yeah. on their land that they on would buy land, and yeah. then they would stick rvs out there on the land well that right brings property values down yeah for and, the other people that live out in that area right and, but and and to bring that back to my to, uh, all the way around back to my original point about that is we talk about the strain on resources and we talk about these things that are bad for us and these people are coming over here these people aren't coming over here to help build a community to build infrastructure to create and hire their own law enforcement and to create a city government they're not looking to do any of those things to help further better our country they're just here to be here that's it and to to you know uh, take jobs away well that's because that's, that's exactly what they're doing what it they're taking do. jobs away from american citizens who need jobs well and and not only that population increases in the workforce will also stagnate wages yes and we see no relief in sight for inflation. We see none no relief whatsoever. in sight for none of those things if Joe Biden or the Democrat Party remains in power. Well, let's look on here. Ah, here we go. Right there. Okay. There, there's what you talked about, about government tax revenue. Population growth can have a positive in, impact on government revenue, it says. With a larger population, there's a greater tax base, which can generate more revenue for the government. This additional revenue can be used to invest in infrastructure, education, health care, and other public services, <laughs> former, further stimulating economic growth. Where's all that money going to go? To Where? the government. But when, what's the government going to do with it? Um, they're going to put it in DEI. This is their, their uh, way to do 
their DEI and public services and, and to be bigger, to be a bigger government. They need more money to be a bigger government, to add more infrastructure uh, committees and more education committees and more health care committees and actually take more money from your health care and other public services. Like, for example, they're doing EV buses here in Dallas, and they're going to share these buses around the country, you know. So the, so the money, basically, what they're telling you, the mo- we want the money, the bigger tax revenue, so that we can push the woke agenda, the DEI stuff, the climate change scam. They yes. want to continue to hoax the, cl- the climate change. And you know the rest of our money is going to be going to Ukraine. Yes. It goes and there all anyway. These, see, it doesn't even say anything <laughs> and the about foreign. Yeah. And millions and millions of dollars, billions, go to foreign aid somewhere. Though we don't know all of it. But here we are trying, you know, to not send our money to Ukraine. <laughs> and they're, and they're, they're Gaza, for crying out loud. And they're bound and determined. Yep. They're going to give all the money they can to the U.N. and pretend like the U.N. is doing it when we're backing everything. So that's what the additional revenue is used for. That's why they're so gung-ho to get it. Is this thing working? Rise up. Well, hey, everybody. That's it for today. Thanks for listening. And I hope you've enjoyed the show. Hope you've learned some things about what's going on around us in the nation and in your communities you know we couldn't do this without your continued support either we appreciate all of you showing up taking the time to listen to us today so please like i say make sure to hit the like button share our show with all your friends we'll see you next time on is this thing working and as always i'm james and that's my lovely co-host over there denise and we'll see you next time we're out